This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. Today, our Wednesday 6:20 CKRM Country Cookout winner is from Indian Head, and we hear seeding could wrap up next week on the farm. We have an update on seeding in the Yorkton region. The province announces four new trade offices to expand opportunities for Saskatchewan-grown farm products as well as other economic potential. Real Agriculture talks about a new farm venture capital fund. Bill C-206 to remove farm propane and natural gas from the carbon tax had a bit of a hiccup yesterday in Ottawa. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. A farm near Indian Head is today's winner in the 620 CKRM Spring Country Cookout Contest. Wyatt Glavansky is today's winner. He's a farmhand at the 3,500-acre farm of Eric Gray. Glavansky says seeding is well underway. It's going good. We're... uh... Well, I would say probably over three quarters done, or we got about uh, 600 acres of uh, canola to put in yet, and that's about it. Be done. What are you seeding this year? Uh, we seeded lentils and peas, wheat, and uh, canola. And uh, how's the soil moisture? Oh, we need a rain. You know, there's a little bit there, but it ain't going to last long. So you'll need some timely rains during the growing season. Yeah, yeah, I think that'll be the only thing that save some of these crops. Do you know, were there any changes to, to the seeding plants because of the dry weather? Uh, no, not really. Just kind of the same old thing. I mean, can't really depend on Mother Nature to help a guy out, so you just kind of got to go with the flow. When do you hope to be done? When did you get started? Uh, we started there about the middle of April, and we're moving to the home section there. should be done there probably by the middle of next week. So you hope to be done in about a week's time. Is there yeah. any pasture? Any Is it a mixed farm? No, it's just all grain. What do you think of prices? If they stay the way they are, they're going to be pretty good. Wyatt Klavansky of Indian Head is today's winner in the spring 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. He's a farmhand at the farm of Eric Gray. Indian Head is about 70 kilometers east of Regina. Spring seeding is well underway in the parkland region around Yorkton. The Agriculture Crops Extension Specialist in Yorkton, Samantha Marcino, says dry conditions remain a concern. For sure. I mean, we haven't had any rain yet this spring to mention. Um, We did have that one snowstorm, so fortunate for the moisture that that brought. Um, The very top of the soil is starting to dry out, but there still is moisture a little deeper down. So anything that's deeper seeded, like your cereals or your peas, will still be off to a good start. Marcino says cereals are going into the ground right now. For the most part, yeah, with it being so um, so cold yet this spring, cereals and peas are generally the first things to go in, and then um, some guys will be switching to canola here pretty soon as well. 
She says most producers would like to see some rain. Yeah, I mean, weather can change so quickly, you never know. But um, I think everyone will welcome rain or any sort of moisture at this point. Um, you know, it's still beginning of May, so no need to panic yet, but keep hoping for that rain to come. Marcina was asked if she'd heard of any farmers changing seeding intentions due to dry conditions. I haven't heard of any producers right around Yorkton here. Uh, further west you go, I have heard of some guys switching um, some canola acres out and putting into cereals just so they can seed maybe into some moisture. Um, really depends what guys have for seeding plans and if they've booked anything in for the fall already because that's always a a point that they have to make sure they see that if they already have it booked in. There's been some concern over a possible fertilizer shortage this spring. You know, I've heard a little bit through the grapevine. Um, I haven't heard of any issues related right to around here. Uh, I know fertilizer prices have kind of gone through the roof compared to last year, but I haven't heard of any availability issues as of yet. Samantha Marcino is the Provincial Crops Extension Specialist with Saskatchewan Agriculture in Yorkton. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca and Co-op Hail Insurance. They've been there for farmers for over 75 years and they'll be there for you. The Saskatchewan government has announced four new trade offices. The offices will be located in London, UK, Dubai, United Arab Emirates, Mexico City, and Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says the trade offices will help farmers expand and diversify agriculture markets. Well, obviously, Jim, it's very important for us to really expand our markets globally. And, and in doing that, you know, we set up these, we're setting up these offices. So it gives us the opportunity to uh, place people there that really will have Saskatchewan's interest at heart in, in talking to companies and to the industry stakeholders uh, in those respective jurisdictions. The four offices we're opening will be in London, Dubai, uh, Ho Chi Minh City, and Mexico City. So this just complements the three that we had announced last year in Singapore, Japan, and India as well. And we have one in China also. It really is um, to to grow the ag sector and grow the ag business uh, around the world. We're seeing, obviously, these markets are are important to us to expand, uh, to diversify our markets. And we see, obviously, a lot of potential and growth there. And it really just kind of lines up with where we want to get to by 2030 in our growth strategy, Jim. That more or less answers the next question, but just how important are London, Dubai, Mexico City, and Ho Chi Minh City to Saskatchewan farmers? Well, they're they're really important. And I mean, I've been to two of them. I've been to Dubai and I've been to Mexico City. And uh, in talking to stakeholders and, and companies in, in both of those respective places, we see huge potential for growth. Mexico has is great opportunity, obviously, for all the grain sector, but also for the livestock sector as well. We're seeing, uh, obviously, increased market access there on the livestock side as well. But definitely seeing it in wheat, oats, barley, and canola as well. And Dubai, when I was there, uh, one of the largest crush facilities in Dubai, met with the, the owner of that of that facility, and a very significant part of the crush capacity at his facility is canola, and it comes from Canada. So we see, and I mean, they're a great exporting uh, country for that whole region, and we think it's important to, to build on that. And the same thing with London. London is the heart of the European continent, and getting, you know, and obviously one of the head cities in the world for financial investment as well. So we see opportunity in all that. And in Ho Chi Minh City, we see a huge population growth 
and a very young population that their their eating habits are changing and we're seeing significant imports you know in the pulse side and also in the canola side so we see this as a great opportunity to build on and to grow our our trading uh, volumes to those specific regions but also globally and not putting all our eggs in one or two baskets but spreading them all out and giving the companies here in in the province of Saskatchewan opportunity to grow their businesses as well so it's an effort to expand markets and diversify that's exactly it but the the one thing we really want is to have the people on the ground that really will have Saskatchewan's interests at heart and really be talking to the companies in the countries there to say, look, and here's what Saskatchewan has to offer, not only from an agriculture perspective, from all perspective, manufacturing as well, mining, and uh, opportunities are like that. Like you look at uh, you know, our ag sector manufacturing, it's, it's global, and this just gives those companies opportunity to expand as well. On another topic, David, uh, how is seeding going in Saskatchewan? Well, I think it's moving along pretty good. Anything I've talked to, I've talked to a lot of people, you know, over the last few weeks, and everybody's been rolling. They're they're going hard at it. So I think, you know, the next crop report we get, which will be later this week, we're going to see a significant increase in the percentage of seeded acres, Jim. David Merritt is the Minister of Agriculture for Saskatchewan. This segment has also been brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147 on Sirius XM. I'm joined right now by Martin Vetter. He is Senior Investment Manager with AVAC Group. Martin, how are you doing? Excellent. Thank you. How about yourself, Sean? Hey, it's great. It's great to chat with you. Now, Martin, AVAC Group also manages this new fund called Carrot Ventures Fund, and it's a, it's a combination of uh, backing from AVAC as well as Farm Credit Canada. Tell us a little bit more about this new fund. Sure. So AVAC has been a, a venture capital kind of investor for over 20 years, um, broadly in the agricultural sector and also in the technology sector. And we've, we've backed a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs and inventors in that period of time. I think we've done well over 120 direct investments. And, uh, you know, you tend to learn a lot of things when you do things over and over and repeatedly. And so Care Adventures, really the idea came about because we know that there's a lot of good technology in Canada relevant to the agricultural sector. And sometimes that technology needs to be in the hands of a professional CEO, somebody who knows what it takes to build and run and finance a company. So really what we're trying to do with Care Adventures is find those unique technologies relevant to the agricultural sector that solve a real market problem, recruit and put the technology in the hands of a professional CEO. We then form a brand new company, bring the technology and the CEO into that company, set it up properly, and then as an investor, we will be the lead investor in that first round of capital. So how you've explained the why this is needed, but you know, how does a venture capitalist look at investments or, or innovations differently than, say, a Schedule One bank would? Mm, good question. So banks are typically lenders, 
And, you know, we're all familiar with the banks for mortgages and car loans and uh, farm equipment and <clears throat> sort of land and things like that, where there's a tangible asset typically. And the banks are typically comfortable working with the case where there is that kind of an asset. But they're, they're not in the business of taking high risks. They want to have pretty high confidence that when they lend some money, that there's going to be the cash flow payment back to them. Fairly high certainty. Venture or angel investing is completely different. So we are consciously saying we don't expect a cash flow in exchange for the money that we're putting into this company. So there's a high risk. But what we do hope for is that the, 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 the company is really doing something to change the world. And that causes a significant increase in what the company is worth. And then the return to the equity investor is typically going to be through the, uh, the company being acquired by a large organization and they're buying all the shares and then the, the early shareholders benefit from the value that has been created. So you're taking equity then, is essentially. Correct. Yeah, okay. Correct. Now, yeah. how do you, uh, this is very interesting in the sense that a lot of the things you're investing in are a long, I'm assuming are a long ways from being net positive cash flow. If, if they have any revenue at, at all, uh, they're, they're ideas, they're innovations. Um, so how do, how do you apply a valuation to that? Uh, that's, a, that's another very challenging question. Um, there's a bit of science, there's a bit of math, there's a bit of gut feel around that, there's a bit of experience that all, that all factors into that. Um, and if you're a typical venture capital firm and you're investing in a company that is already a going concern entity, then you can look at things like free cash flow and revenues and earnings if there is any. They start looking at the kinds of customers that they have, what their trajectory and the growth rate is. After you look at the size of the addressable market and the ability to service them, the ability to actually obtain that market, those are all factors that go into it. Carrot is a little bit different, Carrot Ventures, because what we are doing is actually creating the company. So we're typically looking at technologies before it's even in market. So we don't have any evidence of, of customers paying for the, the technology or the product that, uh, that we're looking to build a company on. We're actually looking at Typically, the technology is uh, what we we'll call the proof of concept. So has it been demonstrated to work in the target market application? Does it work? This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. This spring, apply pre-emergent edge microactive group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today with 30% chance of showers and risk of a thunderstorm. Wind southeast 20, gusting to 40. The high today, 21, the low plus 3. Thursday, partly cloudy, the high 21, the low plus 5. Friday, partly cloudy, the high 21, the low 7 degrees. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 22, the low 8. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 20, the low 7. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 24, the low 10. 
And Tuesday, partly cloudy with a high of 25 degrees. Normal high for this date, 19. The normal low is 3. The sun rose at 5.15 this morning. It sets at 8.35 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Yorkton at 21. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay at minus 1. Estevan, 18. Saskatoon, 19. Swift Current, 16. Weyburn, 17. Yorkton is 21. Cloudy in Regina at 17. That's 62 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southwest at 22. Humidity is 32%. The barometer dropping 102.2. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, 15. Winds are from the south, southwest, 37. Gusting to 59. Once again, Regina, cloudy in 17. That's 62 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. A feedlot operator in southern Alberta was one of the employers who hired young people last year under the Federal Youth Employment and Skills Program. The program supports agri-food employers by covering a portion of their wage to give young people between the ages of 15 and 30 the opportunity to work in the agriculture sector. Ryan Casco is the general manager of a family-owned cattle feedlot and irrigated farm at Coaldale near Lethbridge. He hired two young women during last year's program. We were impressed with their enthusiasm and willingness to learn. And one of them was a, a young uh, Mennonite girl who had not worked in a, on a farming situation before. And she did such a great job. And not only was she working on our farm, but she was finishing her high school diploma and volunteering at the uh, local fire department. So you're just proud to have someone like that working for us. The other one has uh, decided to attend college taking agriculture. So the program really has reinforced our belief that you do not need to grow up on a farm to work on a farm. Casco talks about training feedlot employees who have little or no farming background. Training, particularly around safety, is, is one of the main things that we do on our farm when, when a young person starts because we're working with animals that are sometimes fast and unpredictable and large. Quite often they're working with uh, equipment like wheel loaders or, or feed trucks or bobcats. So. A lot of our training is centered around how to use equipment properly and, and safely. It's something that is particularly concentrated in the first couple months that someone works for us. But uh, ongoing, we work with our veterinarians and nutritionists to, to continue training people so that they're, they understand why we do what we do and make them confident in how they're executing their tasks. There are a variety of tasks to do on a feedlot. Usually when we hire someone to work on our feedlots, they are... Uh, helping us process new cattle coming into the lot, which includes uh, giving vaccinations. We weigh them. We enter data into our uh, computer system, and they'll do things like put bedding out for the cattle throughout uh, the winter. And then fun things like cleaning water bowls and shoveling feed bunks and other character building things like fixing fences. So uh, it's a, a really uh, broad-based experience that they have when they first come, and once they get a little bit more comfortable, we might put them into a feed truck where they learn how to do that or become a cowboy. And some of them will even learn to ride horses and check cattle. Casco goes on to say, With our experience in this program, the, 
both of the, the young women that worked for us were pretty adept at doing administrative type work too. So when we were shifting cattle, they were filling paperwork out and emailing the owners on, on uh, what we were shipping. So yeah, it was, it was uh, great to have those fresh ideas, especially people that are tech savvy. They, they are really helpful to me because they can teach me a few things. Ryan Casco is the general manager of a family-owned cattle feedlot and irrigated farm at Coaldale near Lethbridge. The federal government announced it will more than double the Youth Employment and Skills Program to $21 million, which will fund about 2,000 jobs for youth in the Agriculture Secretary. This is Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau. The goal is to give young people job experience as well as a taste of the exciting career opportunities that are out there in our agriculture and food industry. Employers can cover up to half of the cost of hiring a young person up to $14,000. And coverage rises to 80% for hiring young people facing barriers to employment, including Indigenous youth. The program also covers 100% of relocation costs for the young person up to a maximum $5,000. Eligible employers include producers, agribusinesses, industry associations, provincial governments, indigenous organizations, and research facilities. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. Bill C-206 has had an easy time getting through the House of Commons for the most part. The private member's bill introduced by Ontario Tory MP Philip Lawrence aims to exempt propane and natural gas from the federal carbon tax when used in farm equipment like grain dryers. Through first and second reading, the bill has had the full support of all the opposition parties in the House, including the NDP and the Bloc. Even a handful of Liberal MPs voted in favour of it. It's still at the committee level right now. But this week, the Tories tried to tack on some amendments to the bill, including making aviation fuel, when used on farms, exempt from the federal carbon tax for things like crop sprayers. The NDP's Alastair McGregor questioned that during a committee meeting yesterday. When C206 came about, and I devoted a considerable amount of my second reading speech in support of the bill, the intent behind the bill was always to address substantial drain, uh, grain drying costs that farmers had. Um, I've never, ever heard any arguments up until this point made in favor of expanding it to include aviation gasoline. I, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, Perhaps I could have been convinced back then, but we, we've gone so far along the process on C206 to have this suddenly come forward like this doesn't give us a lot of time to, to really consider it fully. Um, so, so I guess that's my, my counterpoint is that um, I, I have yet to see the, the evidence that was presented at committee where, where substantive arguments were made in favor of adding aviation gasoline. Like I said, I, I did a, a word search of all of the witness testimony there was only one mention of the word aviation, wasn't aviation gasoline, and that was made on April the 29th. So unless I'm missing something from briefs, um, I'd appreciate if I could be, I, I understand the rationale behind it, but we haven't had the witness testimony really underlying and making the case for it up to this point. I've always understood that it was for grain drying, and grain drying was the sole impetus behind this bill. This, this just seems like a bit of mission the last thing the Tories want is to lose the support of the NDP just as the bill heads back to the House for third and final reading. 
This is Tory MP Philip Lawrence. If the, uh, with the with the blessing of the chair, I'll withdraw this uh, this amendment. Um, and given uh, Mr. McGregor's uh, convincing argument there, and uh, obviously in a minority parliament, it's critical that uh, we have uh, we have uh, we can get as close to consensus as we can. And so, um, uh, Mr. McGregor has convinced me um, and with his uh, compelling um, uh, argument. And so, uh, with uh, with the consent of the chair, I will uh, withdraw this amendment. Again, Bill C-206 will be heading back to the House soon for final reading. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Canola fell $7.30 at $8.66.57. Number one red spring wheat gained $0.61 cents at $3.24.07. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $290.27. Feed barley, $294.68 per metric tonne. Flax seven twelve sixty three, lentils seven seventy fifty, oats two zero nine fifty three, yellow peas three eighty three seventy, feed wheat two thirty eight eighty four. The Minneapolis spring wheat July futures are up a quarter cent at seven dollars seventy and three quarter cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The Livestock Quotes brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Assiniboia Livestock had a regular cow and bull sale on May 5th. Heiferettes sold from 121 to 140. D1 and D2 cows sold from 90 to 112. D3 cows sold from 80 cents to 90 cents. And slaughter bulls sold from 107 to 116. This is Jordan Stevens with the Cinnaboya Livestock Report. Have a great ranching day. Now the latest pork prices. Ham sold 6,400 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 229 to 245 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,700 head, selling in a range of 230 to 244 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in the range of 60 to 68 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is up, and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar is down one basis point, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2096. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 82.67 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash prices are higher, with the negotiated Western Corn Belt region up $1.26 U.S. 100 weight, while the formula national bases are 34 cents higher relative to the previous day. The moves in the U.S. and Canadian cash markets are now in unprecedented territory, as even in 2014, a late spring correction developed between April and June, and so far this year, no correction cash markets have materialized. In terms of actual price levels, cash values are not unprecedented, as 2014 saw highs that have yet to be breached this year. Exceptional demand and tight supplies are creating a fundamental backdrop that will likely be supportive until a peak demand level is reached and or supplies start to outpace demand, which is unlikely in the near term. The nearby lean hog features are finding some support this morning, while the deferreds continue to move moderately lower. 
Market watchers and analysts of all stripes will be watching for signs of tapering demand indicators as the supply situation will likely remain tight until well into the fourth quarter or even the beginning of 2022. The weekly export sales report released Thursdays will be closely watched for clues on direction. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg, and SMHI. Municipal Hail Insurance, three tiers of stackable hail insurance. Contact an agent or visit us online at municipalhail.ca. Storms are unpredictable, municipal hail isn't. Raven Industries of South Dakota has announced a new brand name for its robotic farm equipment. It's called Omni, meaning all, as the equipment enables hands-free precision farming. Omni Drive replaces the AutoCart name from the previous acquisition of Smart Ag. The former DOT name acquired from Saskatchewan Seedmaster is now OmniPower. All of Raven's intelligent, autonomous solutions for farming will be branded with the Omni prefix. Omni Drive is an aftermarket kit to transform existing new tractors into driverless machines. It's the first farming application that allows a farmer to monitor and operate a driverless tractor from the cab of the harvester so the harvester can offload on the go, then return the tractor and grain cart to a predetermined unloading area, all without a second driver. Over three dozen pre-orders have already been placed for Omni Drive. The Omni Power self-propelled power platform, allowing multiple farm tasks, will be available to order June 1st with delivery in fall 2021. On the markets, the TSX is down 142 points at 19,132. The Dow has dropped 472 points at 33,796. Oil is up 65 cents at 65.93 a barrel. And the Canadian dollar is down 7 one-hundredths of a cent at 82.56 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.